Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I'm a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. I'm your host, Melissa, and this episode is all about vulnerability hangovers in the context of negotiation. So it's likely if you listen to this podcast, you are also a huge fan of Brene Brown like myself. But if you aren't, this term may be new. Vulnerability may even be new to you. So let's kind of jump back and get to the core of this, right? So Brene's big idea is that vulnerability is good for you. Or as she puts it, vulnerability is our most accurate measure of courage. And vulnerability, in essence, is anytime you take an emotional risk. But when you take an emotional risk, doing something that pushes your comfort zone, right? Maybe sharing something a little bit more than you normally would with someone new. This often results in a feeling of fear or regret, i.e., the hangover. So it could be a few minutes, a few hours, or even a full day after you share that you experience a vulnerability hangover. But let me tell you, (laughs) these are real, right? And most of us only tend to think of vulnerability in the context of personal relationships or professional relationships, right? As you're growing closer to someone new, you start to share things and you're taking these risks. But it's important, it's so important that we also realize that this can occur, this feeling of vulnerability and vulnerability hangovers when it comes to negotiation. The problem is that we don't normally label it as such. When we ask for a raise or we send out our pricing to our new client, we think of it as like, oh, this is just me sharing and, uh, you know, the feelings of fear and anxiety are logical, but they're not. They're actually vulnerability hangovers. So I'll give you some examples. You know, I kind of mentioned them already, but let's say you've been working at a company for a while. You know that you should be making more for the value that you're contributing and you decide to ask for a raise. Whether or not you realize it, this is actually an enormous act of vulnerability because you are stating your value and your contributions in terms of dollars. And now if you are a woman, (laughs) it is likely that you grew up not learning how to negotiate or being told that you should always be asking for more money, not just from our families, but from society in general, right? This is not a part core part of our education or how women are traditionally raised. You know, we are taught to be kind, to be polite, to not make a lot of noise. And the act of asking for more money can almost feel like a real sense of like betrayal of those kind of beliefs or societal pressures or, you know, there's a lot of fear around that. And that's just a reality that we live in currently. And so when we start to really recognize that these acts of asserting our value are actually really a a case of vulnerability, then we can start to deal with the resulting emotions like a vulnerability hangover. So same thing when you're sending out, say, pricing to a new client even, whether or not you realize it, especially stating a price, if it's a new price or a new service, this is an enormous act of vulnerability. And these acts, whether you're asking for a raise or sending out pricing, can create a lot of internal turmoil. But if we recognize those feelings of fear as actually vulnerability hangovers, we can avoid the temptation to backpedal, lower our ask, or even take it back altogether. So that's the real risk of when we don't recognize those feelings as actually vulnerability hangovers, we treat them as legitimate. And then when we legitimize our fears around asking for more, this can lead to that backpedaling. So 
Great job, by the way. If you have ever asked for a raise or send out your pricing to a new client, that is an enormous act of courage because as Brene Brown put it, right, this is our biggest measure of courage. And the resulting vulnerability hangover, there's ways to deal with it. So let me share with you some kind of background too of why these fears are so triggering. So vulnerability hangovers at their most basic core, you know, along with shame, is that fear of being rejected from the tribe. And biologically speaking, you know, in caveman days, being rejected by the tribe was truly a death sentence. You couldn't survive if you weren't a part of the tribe. And that's why these hangovers are so intense because our fear of rejection causes a biological response. That's why it actually feels like you're going to die, right? You know, your chest starts to tighten it gets hard to breathe because your biological response is you're thinking and you're usually catastrophizing and saying, this person rejects me means I'm rejected from society. So how do we deal with this, right? That's might, might be what you're thinking at this point. All right, what do I do about it? <laughs> Especially in terms of negotiation. Well, my recommendation is that before you ever engage in any type of negotiation, realize that it is very likely that you will experience a vulnerability hangover. So in preparation, there are two key things you can do. First is know your network and reach out. Before you ever engage in a negotiation, reach out to a friend or someone you know in your network that you know will be a great person to help soothe your fears. Share with them that you're about to go into a negotiation and you know that there is likely going to be some like emotional repercussions that you'll want to be able to lean on them. Because the problem with shame and vulnerability hangovers is that they can isolate us. And the best cure for this is to reach out. And by planning in advance that you already know who you're going to reach out to, it will make it so much easier to reach out when those fears and kind of like repetitive thoughts almost start to come up of like, oh my gosh, should I do something wrong? Should I have asked for less? You know what I'm talking about. So number two, remind yourself that back and forth is normal. Negotiation is part of the process and it is highly unlikely that the other party will outright say no or that they don't want to work with you, regardless of how big your ask is, right? The only cases where you're going to get a response that are flat out no is if the other party you know, doesn't have anywhere near the funds available to pay you what you're asking for. Like I'm talking like thousands of dollars off. And even in those cases, you'll likely hear something along the lines of like, can we do just part of that? Or, you know, are you set on this number? Right? So there's going to be back and forth and just recognizing that it's very unlikely that whatever you put out there will be accepted right away will make this a lot easier. So now during the negotiation, when you start to experience those feelings of fear, anxiety, or repetitive thoughts like, oh my God, why did I ask for so much, right? There's also a couple of things that you can do. So number one, do not continue to communicate once you've stated your ask or price. Get very comfortable with silence if this is in person or if it's digital, don't write back until you've given the other party a chance to respond. And I think this is the biggest mistake, whether you, you know, are man, woman, or do not identify with either gender, right? This is the number one thing that people do in negotiations. They will negotiate themselves down (laughs) once they've stated their price, if it's silent for too long. So if you can be the one that's comfortable with silence, you will be in a much better position. So that is the first thing is like, once you've said it, no matter how much fear comes up, no matter how much shame arises, Do not backpedal, leave it, let them respond. 
Number two, recognize and label your emotions as a vulnerability hangover. The most important thing we can do is bring awareness to the feelings that we are experiencing and then label them. So when you can bring that proper awareness to this emotional response and label it correctly, you can then self-soothe correctly, right? So if we don't label that, if we start to label our fears or our spirals as legitimate, that's when we run into trouble. So just recognizing that, noticing the emotion, not trying to change it, and labeling it will be so helpful. And number three, take a deep breath, (laughs) right? And this should have actually probably been number one, but uh, it's very important that you take a deep breath and then congratulate yourself on being courageous. Remember that asking for more will not result in rejection from the world or your tribe. The worst you can hear is no, which will leave you with the status quo, or maybe you won't work with someone who can't pay you adequately for your time anyway, right? So that no is not going to change your world. It is not going to leave you outside of your tribe. And it's not even going to alienate the other person. That's rarely the thought of the other person that you're negotiating with that like, oh, well, I'll never work with them again because their price was too high. I don't think that's really ever crossed someone's mind, right? They're just like, oh, that's not for me or not for me right now. It's actually a very mild form of rejection when you think about it, right? You're not being ostracized from your community because of a price that you asked for. And then last but certainly not least, reach out to that friend that you already contacted and get some reassurance. You know, share the fears that you're having and say them out loud because oftentimes when we start to say our fears out loud, right, we get out of our own echo chamber and then we realize how silly it sounds because when you're you're really going through that, the thick of it, the thick of the fear and the vulnerability hangover, you're probably saying some pretty ridiculous stuff to yourself, like things like, I am so not worth it. I can't believe it. You know, I'm a failure, right? So all of those things lose their power when you get out of your own echo chamber. When you have to say them to someone else, you start to gut check yourself and say, is that really true, right? You start to really question the types of messages and false like negativity that you're feeding yourself. So that act of reaching out is not just to get reassurance, but also for you to recognize the types of thoughts you're having in your own head and then check them at the door, right? So once you've said them out loud, you can usually backpedal and be like, wait a minute, that's not true. I don't actually feel that way about myself. So it's much harder to continue to berate yourself when you're having to share it with someone else. And then if that person is a good friend, which I hope they are, they'll say something like, really reassuring and tell you how, you know, how much you are worth that value and that price. And if they don't work with you, it's their loss. So those types of messages, that positive reinforcement, externalizing, you know, what you're thinking is huge. So I really encourage you to not skip the last step to make that point of reaching out, especially when you're in the thick of your vulnerability hangover. So these are the steps that not only I have used, but from great researchers like Brene Brown. And when we can recognize those feelings of shame during our negotiation as vulnerability hangovers, we can treat them accordingly and avoid making major concessions during negotiation. And I'll leave you with this. If you found this episode helpful, and if you are in Portland, are a freelancer, entrepreneur, or would someday like to be an entrepreneur, I would love to have you at my very first negotiation seminar. 
So I mentioned it in the last podcast that I would have a specific date and location, and I am so excited to share that all of that has been solidified. So Tuesday, June 25th at Hatch Lab PDX. So this is in Northeast Portland, just off Sandy. It will be from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. And the first half hour, that 5.30 to 6, is a great time to network with other women entrepreneurs and just other badass ladies. So I'm having some like networking time. There'll be appetizers. And then the actual presentation starts at 6 p.m. So it'll be from 6 p.m. to 7.30, an hour and a half of not just presenting, but it will be very interactive. You'll have lots of opportunities to ask questions. And I'll be sharing with you a great framework to approach negotiations about your price point (laughs) with potential clients. So the event is called Negotiation for Women Entrepreneurs, and it's on Eventbrite. So if you do a search for an Eventbrite in Portland, it will be there. It's only $15, and if you are a member of Hatch Lab, you get $5 off with the coupon code HATCH5. So it will be a really fun night. I'm really excited about this. I'll be covering lots of different proven strategies for negotiating with clients. And more specifically, you will learn how to overcome fear and handle the unique challenges that women face in business, how to spot time wasters. So those people that are just trying to get free advice (laughs) and learn how to stop giving away your time. Third, you'll learn how to effectively prepare for negotiation with new clients And last but not least, strategies to actually engage in the negotiation process, very similar to like what we discussed here, but much more in depth. So all about building your case and really articulating yourself effectively when it comes to new clients. So this is an inclusive event. I want to mention anyone who identifies as a woman is welcome. And that again, that will be on Tuesday, June 25th. 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at Hatch Lab PDX. So I hope to see you there if you are in Portland. I'll also put the link in the show notes to the Eventbrite page. But thank you so much for listening as always. And until next week, you badass ladies, keep moving and shaking. Check back next Tuesday at 9 a.m. for another episode of Women Rise.